Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Do you have a favorite fantasy film, Nicole? And I mean like real fantasy, not like some bullshit like oh i love this french artistic film about uh a lesbian who falls in love with a cow or something i mean like a real fantasy like elves and shit yeah first of all lesbian fantasy film about uh someone who falls in love with a cow i love that that's like a fantasy movie Gee, um, I guess it would be Harry Potter. Is that that's fantasy, right? Oh, that is fantasy. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Duh, I set myself up for that one. Um, yeah, that's easy. On, are you planning on playing the game? The video game. Yeah, I would. I do not have a device to play it on, but you know, if someone was like, "Hey, you want to come over and like play this all night?" I'd be like, "Okay." No, oh, I. Uh, I uh, we're getting a little off topic because I don't think we care about the topic, but it's okay. It's our podcast. But since this is fantasy related, uh, I actually just bought Eddie the the game uh, as the anniversary gift because I know he'll love it. I'm indifferent towards it, but like him and his nephews are so gung ho about this game, so I, I picked it up for him as the anniversary gift since That's they really correlate. Sweet. Yeah, uh, I won't be getting it for a few days, but still. I'm excited to play it, to check it out. Because usually what ends up happening when we play these games is that I end up finishing them. <laughs> well, he does a, he'll do like all the world exploring, but he'll never progress as a story. I'm just like, all right, I need to know what, what's happening. Anyway, <laughs> fantasy film. Yeah, no, that uh, Harry Potter totally counts as fantasy uh, and stuff. Uh, I feel like most fantasy movies are based off of books, just like this one that we're going to be talking about. This is not based off of a book, is it? Yeah, Willow's the book. It was a book first? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Willow was a book first. Uh, I don't know about that. I could be making that up. I could have swore that it was a book. Yeah, Cons- no. Oh, wait. It's George Lucas conceived George, George the Lucas, idea yeah. for the film. Oh, he made it up. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. I thought it was a book this whole time. <laughs> well, they <laughs> here we just learning it's things just- on the cold open, you know? <laughs> This is like if if you feel like you know we're not gonna put our heart into this episode, then like you're right, and turn off the episode now unless you're gonna unless you like want to be disappointed and are a hardcore Willow fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, you I, you know what? We're just gonna talk about we're, we're just gonna get right into it. We're gonna yeah. be talking about Willow today. We have opinions. I'm Rolando and I'm Nicole, and this is remakes, reboots, and revivals, and original podcast about unoriginality. unoriginality. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I gave you fair warning. If you're still listening to this, you know, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> but before uh, we get into it... There are some it, Willow gung-ho fans out there. Th- they exist. They Actually, do. one of our friends is a big Willow fan. Are they just called, like, Willies? Willites. Willites. Willow, Willow. Will- Willems. Will- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, before we get into that, you have some news you want to share. I do. I have some news that I want to share that, you know, it's an ongoing theme, our fight about streaming versus movie theaters. Yeah. The movie theater experience. And uh, both, I think two major players both 
le- news leaked of uh, the way they're just going about business. <gasps> so I don't know if you heard about how Netflix is going to be making people like sign into their main accounts every 31 days, which is annoying Ridiculous. as all hell. Yeah. And it's really making me consider just dropping Netflix out of just the annoyance factor. It's just like, honestly, let's be very honest. I don't even think I watch Netflix that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like all the other streaming services, they have the content. Netflix is giving me they like offer way better content. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? I don't watch Netflix that much, so I'm OK with getting rid of it. Um, We had to cover it last week for a podcast episode. Oh, right. That. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's right. It's nominated for an Oscar. I forgot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm sure I could just, like, go over someone's house and watch it on theirs or something. It's not, like, live or die, you know? Right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I've been telling Eddie for some time now. It's just like, what do we really watch on Netflix? Like, nothing, really. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, collecting the twelve ninety nine from me. And <gasps> it's like, I'm not getting any joy out of it, you know? Not worth it. So, that twelve ninety nine could go to so much more. It. I mean... Can it? It could go to at least like four cups of coffee. Not even. Not even. Maybe two. Sad. Maybe two. We're such adults. We said the word in this economy. Right. Uh, So that was Netflix's big announcement that I was just like, Jesus, like, what the fuck are they thinking? I know that they're trying to crack down on uh, password sharing, but that's absurd. But. Uh, then AMC decided it's just like, oh no 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 no, hold my beer. I got I got bigger news. It's gonna annoy more people. Did you hear what they're gonna their pricing model? Tell us. Oh okay, so the new pricing model is that they're going to be doing pricing based off of the seating. So like the primo the seat, the higher the ticket price is going to be. And already as someone who is already not in moods to go to the theaters in general i feel like this new pricing model is going to be like oh you just really want to just kill this industry amc theaters wow so what's the primo seat though i'm assuming like center uh like center rows center of the thing i saw like somebody i don't know if this is an official diagram but i saw like a good chunk of the seats are all like highlighted yellow being like these are premium seatings and like the bottom rows are like not uh well then that actually works out for me because i love the bottom rows do you? Even I for do. AMC? I don't mind it for like uh, a theater that has like good reclining seats, but AMC rarely does. Most AMCs now have the the ones that you can like lean back in. Most of them do recline. But is it I like guess, a but... is it like a is it like a recliner? Like, am I almost like laying? It depends on the theater, but the theater by me, every single theater has a recliner. Mm. So whereas the one that we saw, nope, only select ones had, which right. was a bummer. Um, but. Yeah, even then, though, like, unless it's, like, the first row and it's not a recliner, then I might not do it. I might do, like, the second or third row. But yeah. So, do you remember when they started doing assigned seats? Assigned seats, I don't mind, right? Because I'm okay. not paying extra for the assigned seating. Actually, I prefer assigned seatings. It gives me a little peace of mind. Because you remember back before assigned seating, like, when the movie come, premiered, serve, yeah. it was first come, first You had to be there, like, almost, I would sometimes be there, like, almost, like, a half hour, 45 minutes early uh, to make sure we got good seats with uh, my family and stuff. So, yeah. assigned seating, I thought, was a game changer. It was just like this. Because like, they're not charging extra. Or mm. even if they were charging, like, let's say a dollar, dollar fifty convenience fee, that's worth it. But... To be paying higher prices for better seats, I'm just like, this isn't, we're not like going to like a Beyonce concert, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're going to go see a movie. 
Now, and I think the other thing, it does feel a little elitist. Like, it's just like, so already we're just dicking over the lower. I mean, the movie theater experience is already so expensive as it is. It really is, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that a movie ticket should never be a double digit. Like, the highest it should ever be is $9. And the fact that that's not even on average is atrocious. And then popcorn and all that shit. I mean, like, I see families at the movie theater, and I wonder, I'm like, how do you afford this? Because mm-hmm. all of them have a bucket of popcorn and a soda. And I'm yeah. just like, well, they just dropped 100 bucks easily. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Uh, now, do you, it's confirmed that the, like, the high-end seats are, like, the most desirable seats. Those prices are, like, increasing, or are the other prices that aren't those seats decreasing? Like, decreasing. That's what I thought. Uh, but a lot of the readings that I'm finding is just like, no, no, no. They're increasing the price of, like, the good seats. Fucking AMC. Which, yeah, so I think, you know, like, we're constantly fighting about this, right? Like, the movie theater experience. Is it worth it and stuff? And a, yeah. a move like this, I feel like it's just like, what? Like, I know I'm going to cancel Netflix, but, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I'm not going to pay extra to get, uh, to watch, I don't know, the well, new Dungeons & Dragons movie when it comes out. Yeah. In a good seat, you know what I mean? AMC, man. Claiming they make movies better with Nicole Kidman, and I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I have an AMC, like, A-list thing, you know, so I constantly am getting $5 for a free movie. And on a Tuesday, like, if I go see a movie on Tuesdays, it's free, you know? So, like, that, like, that's the only thing that I like about AMC. Other than that, I... I'm so tired of them. And I really, like, hate that they're the only chains and that, like, other type of theaters don't really exist anymore. That is, to me, the most infuriating part. Like, but they're not you know, mom the and pop old, They're the biggest chain, I think. Right, there's but Regal you, Cinemas. There's Regal, there's Carasotes and stuff. Oh, Carasotes like, is, like, I think there's, like, seven theaters. Like, seven in, in existence. In the country. But other than that, you know, there's not just, like, a random, like, Jersey City theater, you know? Like, none of these places exist anymore, and that, mm-hmm. to me, is is more... And when AMC does shit like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, theaters are just disappearing up their own asshole. Mm-hmm. So... It sucks, but so is Netflix. So at least you know streaming didn't win one here too. No, is they both decided like it's just Taking like we're gonna losses. be shitty together. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is all just because of the Marvel and like the Disney movies that like people rush to see like Thursday night. They're just like trying to capitalize off of those people. When they already charge extra for those I know. screenings, I know. you know what I mean. I so know. people fall like, really into it though, man. Like, I'm not going to, I just, I, I just take, like, if I'm going to get premium seating, if I'm uh-huh. paying for the seating, they need to start guaranteeing me that no children are going to be talking throughout the theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they need to start yeah. guaranteeing me that, like, I will enjoy this movie in peace. I'm not going to be, like, having to sit next to some dickhead on their phone. Right? For sure. Like, yeah. that is the only, like, and if they don't start enforcing some rules, then I'm just not going to go. Yeah. At least to AMC. Uh, so far as I know, Kara Soltz is not vegan, and they're my, they're my boo. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that news. I, I did not see that. I got to look into that. So yeah, you check it out. Uh, leave a link in the show notes. Yes, but all right. So let's get to the real bread and butter of today's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about something that's been on Disney Plus for a while, and being that it's February and it's kind of a quiet time, you know, we thought we would come b- like go back and revisit this or visit it for the first time. And we're going to be talking about Willow, the 1988 film by Ron Howard, which I was like, for some reason, I forgot that Ron Howard made that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new Disney Plus series 
of the same name, Willow, that is not directed by Ron Howard. So, you know, Ron Howard, And not Howard, based right? off a book, as I just... And not based off <laughs> a book. Uh, you know Ron Howard as a filmmaker? Uh, didn't he do Apollo 13? He did. He did do Apollo 13. There you go. Uh, um, I'm sure I know other Ron Howard stuff. Wasn't he also in... Um, Happy Days? He was, yeah. So his big yeah. thing was that he was the child actor in Andy Griffith's show, and then he became, you know, uh, an actor. He was in American Griff- uh, Graffiti. He was in Happy Days. And then he transitioned to becoming a filmmaker. His very first film was actually Grand Theft Auto uh, in 1977. Like the video game? And, no, the, there's a film called Grand Theft Auto. There's a game based off of it? I think so. I mean, at least the title of it is. Okay. But it's, <laughs> it's kind of like... also a crime, you know? So like... Yes. Uh, it, you know, car movies were huge in the seventies too. So, mm-hmm. uh, in the eighties, he, he started directing films like Cocoon and Splash Willow, apparently. Then he started transitioning to like dramatic films like Backdraft, Apollo 13. Oh, Backdraft. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've seen Backdraft. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. That's a fire movie, right? Like I said, the, like the yes, firefighter the movie. Firefighters. Yes. Very yes. preachy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, actually. Really? Um, okay. So, yeah. It's I'm not, I don't know. It's whatever. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, it's a preachy uh-huh. movie about, like, oh, my God, firemen, they're, like, heroes. Which, sure, they are. but They like, are, yeah. But do I really right. need to be told that for two exactly. hours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he directed the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the film you love. Yes. I, 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 is it just me? I feel like the world has come around to How the Grinch I, oh, Stole Oh, a lot Christmas. of people love it, but between the two of I, I'm not, like, I can't say I love it. Um, especially out of all of the Grinches, it might be my least favorite. Your least favorite? What? Yeah. Well, my Morse? favorite is the original, the 60s one. Real God. Okay. But I actually did like this new Benedict Cumberpatch one. Mm. So. Okay. Uh, then he did A Beautiful Mind, won the Oscar, and then that transitioned to like his important director status that was really short-lived because <laughs> then he started making like the Da Vinci Code movies and then it all just started like he started. Oh wait, he did movies. the Da Vinci Code. He did. He did oh. uh, all three of them with Tom Hanks. There's three Da Vinci Codes. There are Da Vinci I Code, there were only Angels two. and Demons, and Inferno. I know because oh. by the time Inferno came out, nobody cared. Right. Um, yeah. And then he made Solo, a Star Wars story. Now mm. his last two films, it's just like the rise and fall of Ron Howard because he made Hillbilly Elegy, which is a he, notorious flop. Uh, I thought it Amy. didn't get. An I think Oscar Jen nomination? Close got nominated, but other than there that, the movie was panned. Okay. And then uh, last year he had a movie come straight to Prime called Thirteen Lives, about like the the people in the uh, in the mines in Thailand that got like trapped and then people oh, had to go and rescue them. Okay. With Colin right. Farrell and whatnot. I mean, like maybe ten years ago that movie would have been like a real Oscar contender, but like now it came out on Prime and nobody watched it. Well, so it's, it's just like, I don't know, he, he the mo- type of movies he makes are kind of dated now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was once a time where he was like, you know, on top and stuff. So it's just interesting to watch his career progress and stuff. Don't because, talk down about Prime, though, because like the Big Sick came out on Prime exclusive and it got not talking down for on, like best screenwriter. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like. I think it got nominated for best picture, too. But it, it came out to, like, zero fanfare. Not a lot of people even know this movie exists. Oh, well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even like, think people Prime not had caring about it. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Prime was just like, I guess we'll release it. You know, it's not like one of the movies that they've been pushing forward. Right. Um. So, but I, I guess I'm just, like, saying all of this because 
after watching Willow, I kind of realized how much I don't really care for Ron Howard as a filmmaker and how Mm. somebody can be objectively good and competent and yet feel so, like, lack of, I don't know, like, vapid is the word that comes to mind, but, like, I don't feel an emotional response out of his direction, right? Even A Beautiful Mind? Yeah, I've seen A Beautiful Mind maybe twice. It's been years since I've seen it. Don't really care to revisit it, um, mm. even though it no, won the best picture. You know, I mean, I don't. I would agree on the revisiting part. I'm not a, but you know me. I'm like notoriously not a movie revisitor, but I enjoyed a beautiful mind. So it was a good. It was a solid screenplay. Yeah, and it had strong performances. Whether or not you can say like it was the most beautifully directed film, but well, yeah, are not the performances part of the direction? Exactly, and you know, I think his big movie that I think of especially just because of the role it's played in my life as Apollo 13. My mom always, always loved that movie. And she took us to see it as a child. And I think I notoriously fell asleep. And it was really fitting because, well, one, I don't often fall asleep in the theaters. Even as a kid, I didn't often do it. Mm. But I just think that it just, that like set off my relationship. <laughs> with <Ron> Howard <laughs> movies. I think my favorite thing Ron Howard has ever done is provide the voiceover for Arrested Development. So, Right. I mean, yeah. it's good. That's good narrating. It is good narrating, for sure. But today we're going to focus on one of his earliest efforts, which is Willow, not based on a book, but instead based on a story by George Lucas. But the screenplay is by Bob Dolman. And uh, I think he conceived of this in, like, the early 70s. Um, But, like, Mm. it took him 10 years to finally, like, bring it into a stage of, you know, pre-production. Right. And, uh, yeah. And he approached... Uh, Ron Howard after Ron Howard made Cocoon oh, to ma- to be the filmmaker and stuff for this. And uh, yeah. What are your thoughts I mean, on Cocoon? I've never seen it. Is that the one about the old people? Yeah, it is. You know, it's been a long time. So again, I don't really care to revisit a lot of his movies. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, when this film came out, you know, wasn't actually like, the hit that I guess, well, I don't even think I expected it to be a success, but you know, eighties, like the eighties had like a interesting relationship with fantasy because like they were very like specific type of fantasy movies, like sword and sandal fantasy movies. Is that like, like, bar- like Conan? Yeah. Like Conan, the barbarian, like legend. Um, uh, yeah. Movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> the only two fantasy movies. The only ones I can think of right now. Um, but you know, like this is when George Lucas was like top at, like at the top of his game in Hollywood, you know, he was producing the Indiana Jones movies, the star Wars things had just kind of ended. And then he did, or at least he produced Howard the duck, which was like a total flop. So he kind of had to like redeem himself. Um, he did Howard the duck. I'm pretty sure he was involved with that, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, yeah. George Lucas. George Lucas, not Ron Howard. Oh, I thought I was like... <laughs> no, yeah, this is kind because of, this was kind of like George Lucas's baby. And you can see that he was involved with this story because story-wise, it is... I mean, it's similar to Star Wars, but then again, like, this is a very classic story, you know, like yeah, the Chosen follows, One story. It's, yeah, the Chosen One, like the monomyth kind of storyline, it's not... Yeah. yeah. It's not that. It's kind of yeah. derivative. It is, yes. But, I mean, let's be real. A lot of fantasy f- tends to be, so. <laughs> it is. And I feel terrible, like, I didn't want to be the one to say that, so I'm glad you did. Because, at the tr- truthfully, fantasy is at the bottom of my genres. Like, I love genres so much, but, like, I, it's the one I don't go to. That's um, so interesting, because I'm more or less am the same way. I don't oh. 
gravitate towards fantasy films. But you don't gravitate towards genre, right? Like, you kind of would prefer just, like, a comedy or drama, right? Like, you don't want to be, like, caught into anything that's too genre-y. I don't know. I mean, superhero is a genre, and I'm like, I'll go watch those. True. As in, I don't know. I, I, I'm i like, I, who knows? I don't even know. My relationship with film at this point is like so confusing. Where like <laughs> I have a conversation with friends and they're like, it's like, right, how did you study film if you don't even like it? I'm just like, you know what? I I didn't study it for the craft. Yeah. I studied it for the work. All right? <laughs> like, this is true. To advance your career. <laughs> like, uh, so, I mean, I like to, I, I do enjoy films and stuff, but no, fantasy is one of those genres that, like, I don't gravitate towards it when it comes to live action mm. and film. Okay. I will, I'm much more forgiving for fantasy if it's animated or in different mediums, like, uh, like written, television? Sometimes television. That could be a hard. And the reason I think television, I'm also more forgiving is because like television allows you to tell a wider story where I could focus on characters and stuff. Mm, got you it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So uh, usually with uh, with films, I don't know, they could be hit or miss. I'm not like, uh, the most recent fantasy movie that comes to mind is that movie about the barbarian uh, with Nicole Kidman in it and uh, Alexander oh, Skarsgård. The Northman. Isn't that more of like a historical it's, fiction? It's a, as far as I'm concerned, no, because like they were like gods and stuff like. Uh, but based uh, on like Norse mythology, the, yeah, it's still fantasy. Okay, yeah, in and that sense, and yeah, mythology. So whack as all fuck, is my opinion. I thought it was one of my least favorite films, and also from a director who I love because yeah, I love yeah. the witch and the lighthouse. What's his other movie? The lighthouse. Oh, the lighthouse is great. I was so I had such high hopes for this film. When yeah. you, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to be a fantasy. I'm just like, all right, all right, I'll, 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 I'll check it out. And I was just like, clunker, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad I paid AMC for that movie theater experience. AMC, know? man. There's <laughs> just so many reasons for us to be mad at them. Um, um, so have this, you seen it? I have not seen it, actually. It was mm. something that escaped me, and I just haven't kind of found the... Um, energy because you know the desire and it could be because it's fantasy actually because i'm like i do i really want to watch this norse act but it's like an action movie so i mean the action sequences are fine but Mm. yeah well i'd rather watch like a murder mystery from the 30s or 40s like every day of the week so like Mm -hmm. i'm right now i'm watching this old series um called uh uh torchy blaine of this old reporter Mm. (laughs) like solves murders in the 30s so yeah, it's a movie series. Mm-hmm. There was like eight of them. I wonder if you would enjoy that new Ryan Johnson. This is how much we don't want to talk about Willow. <laughs> I watched Poker Face. Oh, is it good? I I do like it, but and again, we're gonna get to Willow in one second. But let me explain. It's a different type of murder mystery because it's not a who done it. It's a how catch him, and mm. they don't normally make how catch ems. And that's actually something that like got really developed on television in the seventies, which shows like Columbo. But the whole thing is is that they reveal how the murder was done mm-hmm. in the beginning. The whole show is whether or not the detective will solve it and how they solve it, right? Interesting. 
And that's very much the premise of Poker Face. And yeah. I love Natasha Leone. So. Yeah, that's the main reason I want to check it out, just because Natasha Leone is in it. And yeah, yeah. You know, this is a woman who is finally getting the recognition she deserves. Absolutely. And it's just like, you know, it's like a, a nod to old, like, 70s detective shows and stuff, which, like, I watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Willow, how do we talk about the story? Let's just sum it up really kind of quickly. Sure. So there's an evil queen in some unnamed country i think it was named burbank or something uh nakwar nak nakwar nakmar and uh, she is slaughtering all the newborn babies looking for the one who will bring her down who's prophesized to bring her down uh and a woman who gave birth to the baby with the mark uh sends off the baby with the midwife Mm-hmm. To protect the child from slaughter. It's very biblical, right? Like this happened yeah. in the in Jesus times. Mm-hmm. This reminds Herod... me of the opening of Prince of Egypt. Yes. Yeah. Wait, right? Why was why were the Egyptians killing the babies in Prince of Egypt? Um I think they were just do I think it was genocide. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think so, yeah, just because like Herod yeah. was looking for Jesus, but like, I think I the Egyptians were just Ooh. doing it because they're Jewish. Not Jesus you know? though, Moses, right? No, no, no. Herod was looking for Jesus. Ramses or the kings of the Egyptians were doing it just, I think, genocidally. I don't think they were doing it for a reason. Got it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, because <laughs> it also happened in Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, yeah. Sleep. Again, all of these, like, stories are taken, like, from pretty much, like, I guess the Bible's the ultimate fantasy series. I suppose. Wow, you said it, not me. <laughs> right? <laughs> no offense. It's a great book. It's a great book. Uh, so uh, the baby eventually ends up in this town full of. Um, ooh, ooh, are they uh, dwarfs or elves? Um, no one. Okay, thank you. No they are dwarves. Yes, there are, it's a race of dwarves. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, he, the baby, ends up being found by Willow and of his good. Willow of Good and his two children. Willow has the dreams of becoming like a sorcerer. And he's eventually given the task of returning the baby to Nakamar. And he goes on this adventure, ends up finding Val Kilmer. Yeah, just a, a bunch of different, like a, a ragtag team of people who help him in his mission, essentially. Right. Val Kilmer, uh, the, the princess Shore. That's uh, Mad, Mad, I could never pronounce that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Finn Raziel or something, or Finn Raziel, the, the sorceress. Yeah, she's the one who tells Willow that. So she and he encounters her. She tells him that like the baby is Alora Danin, who is going to bring down the evil queen Bav Morda. God, I mean, just reciting this sounds so corny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> this is exactly why I hated the first movie of the Black Pearl, not Black Pearl. Which one? You know what I'm talking about. Pirates the one, of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. No, God. I'm talking about that movie. It's another gym, the one with like the bird people. And it was a TV show on Netflix for one season that was really good with the little puppets. Dark Crystal? The Dark Crystal. The Black Pearl of Dark Crystal. Guys, if you stop listening, you're missing out. This is great content, all right? Like, it's one of our best episodes yet. Um... Yeah, the dark because the dark crystal was also corny like this, of like this call to adventure being sent off and uh, and 
going yeah. about. You know what I mean? I don't know. I would. I think that there was a lot to the world building in the Dark Crystal, at least to like the world, like to the to the type of creatures that were created, like between the Skeksis and the Gelflings. I think that is like way more impressive than like oh dwarves and tall people. You know, like, I don't. I don't. I mean, Del- or the Delki or something, whatever they call the tall, pe- tall people in this. Yeah, I don't. But like. But they're all just like such classic. You've seen them before to right. the point where it becomes predictable. Like I guess for me, the Dark Crystal, I'm like I've never seen a Skeksis before. What a That's creature! That's true. Like Jim Henson's puppet tree and the puppet building that his team did. Well, I'm not talking know, about necessarily is, the the. But like they created these these brand new, you know, like uh, creatures. Right, but I'm talking about the ultimate the story, which is this call to adventure, going on a journey. They meet the All Mother or whatever. Right. This is similar. True. This I mean, this story has very similar beats. Right, where they well, meet. Another thing in Dark Crystal's favor, just really quick, is is that this is all happening after the complete extinction of an entire race, and there's one person left standing. Willow takes place before that. The prophecy is saying this could happen. Mm. Um, so I think that's also what makes the Dark Crystal more interesting and engaging, is because everything has already been lost. Uh, right. I but like I what think they... you're escaping. I'm just saying it's just like story wise. <laughs> I'm that... I'm just defending the Dark Crystal that for I'm sure. Not... I agree with you. But I don't. I mean, I don't. Okay. So I, you know me. I didn't like the Dark Crystal. <laughs> the Dark Crystal I know you didn't like the Dark Crystal, so and that's one thing I don't agree with you on. What I will agree with you on is with Willow is is that it's a little bit. Um, I've seen this before. And I've seen it done way more interesting. Yeah, you know, it's a, a you know, he builds like a ragtag team. They end up with Sorsha, who is the princess, Queen Bavmorda's daughter, uh, who she's on a mission to actually find the baby. But they she ends up kind of like going on their side and helping him on his journey. Willow learns magic and uh, using actually trickery, he brings down Bavmorda. Yes, yes. He actually, and it's like this whole, like he had it within him the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, like he didn't have to. I mean, he did find, you know, this this magic within him, but then it was already kind of already there. Right. You know. Very cute that. story. Like, it's very, yeah, very whatever. Saccharine. We're both rolling our eyes. So did you know that Val Kilmer and Joanne Whaley, you know, they met and they fell in love on this set? I do. Between, Is that Sorsha? Yeah, Sorsha and Mad Mardigan. Oh. Um, yeah. And I, they were together for a long time. They have children together. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so thoughts on Val Kilmer? Uh I mean, he's handsome. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you think he's a good actor? Um, in this film, he had <laughs> he. <laughs> I think he was doing his best with the script. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an interesting case he kind of almost reminds me i mean maybe this is a little bit of an unfair comparison but like a bit of keanu reeves where it's like i can never not see val kelmer right but i see the effort now of course like okay have you ever seen tombstone no that's a western oh. right yeah. yeah well he like disappears pass. into doc holiday he's so good as doc holiday so like he's actually a really good actor and i see him having fun in this and like really embracing this character so i see the charm and i actually see why she fell in love you know with him because he just kind of like embraced you know the silliness of everything about mad mardigan um but i feel like he's supposed to kind of be like the mm, i don't know because willow kind of you know played by warwick davis 
he kind of feels one note for most of the movie. Willow? Like he's just yeah, he's just like so serious. He, he is serious. He's like serious, but he's also naive a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's he's like so moral and upstanding. But uh, yeah, like, but I mean, all the characters are really one note. Also, that's the thing. Yes, all, I mean, all, like Sorsha's relationship with Mad Madigan, Mad Mardigan, like Mardigan. that kind of was like kind of like just out of nowhere jammed in there. You know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like I I didn't really enjoy this film. I thought it was just like it hit all these familiar beats. You know, like there's these two characters that are. Um, really small i forget what they oh, are oh yeah that's right i forgot about i didn't even i don't even know what like there must be I think like they're called fairies. brownies okay um and they're like supposed to be there for comedic relief and like every time i see them i'm just like i cannot take it it's just not charming at all for me it doesn't work at all for me. Look, uh, yeah, the love I, story okay. feels true horned in yeah go for it i don't no i don't disagree with you i'm not so when did you first see this film Two days ago. Oh, I grew up with this film. I did not grow up with this. It was constantly playing on Pix Eleven <laughs> or oh, the WB. Gonna... That's really? what I used to see all the with commercials and everything. And I always used to be Surprising. so bored out of my mind watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, is this one of those movies that also tra- traumatized you in the doctor's office? No, this is not one of the, the the two movies that traumatized me in the doctor's office are a Dark Crystal and b The Secret of Nim. There you go. There Which you go. I'm wondering when that. is that getting remade? Yeah, right. When are we gonna cover it? Can't wait. Uh, there's one person who I really thought stole this movie, which was the Queen Bavmorda, Bravmorda. Mm-hmm. Um, who's not Susan Sarandon? Who's, <laughs> I did not think that. I thought at the time. You know who I thought it was, and I looked it up, and it's not her. I thought she was the mom from Hook, like um, Robin Williams's wife. Oh, I don't remember who that is. <laughs> so, uh, well, like... I've seen Hook many times in my life, so I'm like, that looks like Rob Williams' wife from Hook. Although, speaking of Hook, the music sounded so much like Hook throughout the entire thing, I will say. Oh, really? You okay. didn't hear it? Like, it, like there were I parts of it, it that I heard a lot that sounded like Hook. Hook's music is so distinctive for me, though. So. Who made the music for Hook? Do you know? John Williams, and the music oh, for uh, this one was James, was Horner. James Horner. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. did Titanic? He did do Titanic, yeah. yes. That's yeah. how I know him. See, guys, every now and then I, I pull shit out of my ass, you know? <laughs> yeah. But she was great. I mean, she, like, was just committed to her character. Not enough screen time, um, in my opinion. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, I kind of wish the movie was from her perspective. Oh, I agree. Uh, actually, my favorite line that she says is when she's talking to her ally or whatever, and he's like, I don't trust your daughter. And she's like, I trust her more than you. But she's walking yeah, away. Yeah, like, as they're walking away. Just, yeah. It's just so vicious. I love it. She's uh, evil. I mean, she is the epitome of evil in this movie. Which and... is what... I mean, all the movies need a good villain, right? Oh, yeah, for I sure. Mean, if Although, it... part of me was like, what are you waiting for? Kill the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Why does she take already, that long? She's already killed so many. You know Seriously. I mean? like, I she's like, she's like, I gotta like savor this death of the baby or something. <laughs> just because it's the chosen baby. Uh, yeah. And yeah, no, I, so yeah, so I grew up with this film. I, it was never one of my favorites growing up. I just always associated with boredom and, uh, <laughs> rewatching it for the podcast. As I usually do things, I do things in reverse, right? I'll watch the new the new property first and then I'll go back in it and I was just like kind of excited to watch Willow come just like oh maybe like having like more mature eyes having patience tolerance will make this more enjoyable and it only did a little bit 
Like, I think the movie is more charming now than when I was a kid, but it's not like a movie. I will never have any desire of watching this ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. Like, it's just like, all right. It's a, I actually think some of the effects are pretty good. And I think some of the costume design is actually cute. Uh, outside of that, like, it's not, it's not my favorite film. Yeah. But it's like, not my like, favorite film. Like by the bad guys, you know, like their 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 skull helmets and stuff. I thought, you know, cool. They have cool designs. This film throughout. Hey, yeah, every again, like competently made. Mm-hmm. Just you know, really lacking like emotional punch for me to like care. Yeah, I remember those. Beats. So and also in retrospect, I didn't realize how like violent this film was without necessarily showing the violence right we don't see like people getting ripped apart but it's all implied like mm-hmm. early on the midwife getting ripped apart like, in the credits yes yes mind you yes. it's the credits <laughs> she's yeah. just getting devoured by these like werewolves or something i don't even know oh my god you actually just wanted to remind me of something when i was watching this movie i was like they got the most expressive baby Oh yeah! So many close-ups of baby reacting. The baby is so adorable. How did they get those shots? Like some of them are like crazy, where the baby's just like looking confused or looking startled or like laughing. They probably just had a camera on this poor baby, like like seriously, like just filmed it for five hours straight. (laughs) The mom and that poor editor went through it. Yeah, that probably exactly what happened. Yeah, I just couldn't believe. It. I was like, every time they went to the baby, I was like, "Wow, I'm, I understand exactly what I'm supposed to in this reaction shot." It was crazy. And I like Warwick Davis's relationship with the baby, right? Like, I think it is sweet. I think you know, it's a sweet movie. It's saccharine. It's like you know, it's 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 it's. Yeah. I think it was meant for children too. When it for came sure, out, so. and yeah. uh, not me as a kid, but yeah, is it's it not for me? Yeah. Is it a film that I want to show my kids? Probably not. Never. I'd rather show them, like, Lord of the Rings. And yet it seems like there's a big enough following, you know, that Disney Plus ushered in this new television series. But, you know, I think that a lot of these George Lucas properties are getting revisited um, because people love George Lucas, maybe? I don't know. Is it? Or is it just because Disney has the rights and the money? (laughs) Disney has the rights, the money, and the fucking time. And, and, yeah. Do do we have the patience? Do we have the tolerance? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have the will Seriously. to watch these shows. That's the question. Yeah. Um, let's, the Willow. Let's go into Willow. 2022. I think it ended in 2023, though, but mm. I don't 100% know. Uh, Willow. Uh, I remember when this was announced, uh, they did like this weird video of Warwick Davis kind of introducing the young cast like behind the scenes. Uh, but this film was actually announced... Let me see. Uh, So discussion of the continuation of the film began as early as 2005 because, I don't know, Warwick Davis must not be doing anything. He's just been like, yeah, 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 we're going to go to it. I get it. Homeboy needs a paycheck. I ain't going to bring him down. Uh, But in 2019, Ron Howard had revealed that he had been approached to bring the, the film into a television series. And it was greenlit in 2020. And John M. Chu directed the pilot episode, and Davis was reprising his uh, his role. Chu would announce that he would step away from directing due to duties to a production delay and a personal reason in January 2021 uh, with Jonathan Entwistle, who was hired to replace Chu. You know Chu, right? John M. Chu? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's done like those, like, he does like action-y blockbuster movies, right? Uh, did he do In the Heights? Did he do In the Heights? Th- 
Am I thinking of someone else? No, I think he may have done In the Heights. Uh, <clears throat> I was thinking the Step Up to the Streets. No, I don't think. I think that might be someone else. Crazy Rich Asians. In Oh, yeah, In the Heights. Yeah, he did do In the Heights then, yeah. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe Retaliation. He did Gem in the Holograms. What a, what a shame. And he's going to be doing Wicked. He's doing Wicked. Is Wicked going to be an animated movie, or is it going to be... No, nope, it's going to be a two-part live-action film. Why? I don't I understand. It's just, I think you're the one who come try to convince me that it should be an animated film. I Yeah, I do think it should be an animated film. It would make a great animated film. It'd make a way better animated film than... Uh, I don't know. It's just an unpopular opinion, but like, does everything need to be live-action? Not only that, but like, do we also not now need to treat everything like it's, you know, bigger than that? Like, why is it two parts? Well, Harry Potter splitting up Deathly Hallows mm. into two part, even though I think it was totally valid that they did that, has now opened the floodgates <laughs> for everything being into broken up into even all these parts. Even though I'm okay paying double the price for these tickets. <laughs> I don't Deathly agree. Hallows is a crazy book, man. Have you ever read it? <laughs> no, I haven't read any single Harry I tried to read the first Harry Potter book and I was just, God, I was just like bored out of my mind. I'm just like hard. They get better when they get older. So Maybe I was like too old to be reading the first book. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, most people grew up as Harry did. So. Yeah. Eddie, anyway, Willow. I know. <laughs> just <laughs> drifting all over the place. Uh, so John Chu stepped aside and some other guy replaced him. Uh, when did they un- like when did we see the trailer? I don't remember when the first trailer came out, but it In was the like summer, a, I think it was it was like summer. It was like something. It was uh it was like during like one of those D20s, like D20 yeah. like conventions mm-hmm. and stuff when they announced it. And uh, yeah, I remember I had not one iota of desire of seeing this thing. But one of my friends like made me sit down and watch it with him because he loves Willow. And he was so excited. And I was just like ill. And he asked, are we going to cover it for the podcast? I was like, I don't know, probably, I guess. And it took us long enough. <laughs> but here we are. So you watched this a while ago. No. Oh, you watched it recently. For... I saw the no, I saw the announcement trailer. I see. Okay. I saw mm-hmm. the announcement trailer and I was just like, you're excited for cuz this ex- let me tell you. I want to put the link on the show notes, but this excitement this like announcement trailer like video had such low energy that I was just like this is this is an omen guy. Like I don't this yeah. this is yeah. not going to be yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I was right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, let us just preface it with that. I, I didn't enjoy the episodes that I saw. I did not finish it. I did not care to finish it. I did not care. I gave it three episodes. I sat in. I sat through three episodes before I was just like, I this is just not a good show. I have to stop for my own sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I only did two. Um, good for you. You know what? That's, more than you thought I did, probably. I thought you were just going to do just one episode. Just be like, like you did Lord of the Rings. <laughs> again again fantasy is not my thing and like i do try but like you know after a while well I lord of the about... i mean this just makes me i mean this is a fair comparison right for because they show came out the same year technically but lord mm-hmm. of the rings i think was a competent show in my opinion compared to this one where it was just kind of like what what is happening like it, it just this one was this show all right, let's talk the a little bit about what the dragged. plot. Yeah. yeah, let's talk a little bit about plot here. So this show is supposed to be taking place like I think like 17, 18 years after the events of the original one. Yeah, already pause red flag here because Warwick Davis and Sorsha 
look like they have aged a hard 50 years in those 18 years. You know what I mean? And that is not me coming down on people age. I understand this, but think age age the characters a little just tell them just don't make this 18 years later like give me like oh two generations later i don't care you know what i mean like i don't think like i think it's a hard sell for me to try to believe that warwick davis is only 18 years older than he was at the end of the it's been 35 years yeah it's been it's been a long time uh, I mean, I don't think they look that bad, but yeah. it's not that they don't look bad. It's not about the look, but your body language says a lot. And Warwick Davis is moving like not uh, a young whippersnapper. You know what I mean? Like he's just not. And yeah. It's like it's like similar to when you were uh, with uh, that movie with that uh, Martin Scorsese did with Irishman, the Irishman, right? Where you CGI. <laughs> Where you CGI'd uh, the younger faces on the bodies of Robert De Niro, but he's yeah. moving like an old man. So it's just like, why? Like, why? <laughs> like, to what? Like, what's the effect of this? Like, he's not moving like a believable young man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I take slight issue with that. Now, is that why I don't like the show? Hardly. No, I don't like the show because the focus. Much like the '90s show, decided we're going to focus on like the teens yep. of this generation, <laughs> and they're kind of unbearable, in my and opinion. And their love lives. And their love lives. Okay, so yeah, so our main character is Kit. She's the princess, uh, Sorsha's daughter. She has a brother named Eric, who is kind of like a California like surfer boy which i thought was weird it's just like how this is supposed to be fantasy why is he like a surfer i don't mm-hmm. make that make that make sense it does it all right mm-hmm. and let me tell you you know what i'm just gonna get right into it this, oh, sorry guys this episode been all over the place it's gonna be all over the place so episode three nicole for some uh-huh. reason they introduced two characters in the woods who are wearing straight up denim and uh <laughs> <laughs> like a full denim outfit who uh, what's it called? Want to protect Elena, Alana Dorum, Dan- Danon, and it feels so out of place. I thought it was just like, what? What am I watching? But like the, co- I thought it was just like, is this like maybe she stepped through like some time portal or something, and like there, mm. it's like a spell? No, no, no. They're supposed to be in that world. These two, I think they were a lesbian couple. Oh, lesbians wearing denim, like full denim, like Canadian tuxedos, uh, and like denim, like hats. And I'm just Even like, in other worlds, we have it just like it, it, it took me so out of the show where both me and Eddie were just like, did did they just like not have a budget and just like, all right, we'll get away with this denim outfit. It was so weird, Nicole. It that was that's like when weird. I was just like, I'm done. And and here's the other thing: so you introduce me to this lesbian couple, and immediately they die. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Wow, the lesbians died. Like, yeah, we're talking about Barry the lesbians what here. I can't say that they were for sure lesbians, but like I'm pretty sure they were like they're two uh older ladies like cutting wood in the cabin. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. very not very uh uh lightly coated here, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Well uh, there is a, another lesbian couple and that's the the daughter, the warrior daughter. Yes. Uh, is is you know supposed to marry this guy who she doesn't even know, but she's actually in love with her best friend, who mm-hmm. her, I think her name is Jade. And, yes. you know, when we are introduced to these two characters and, like, they take off the mask and you see, like, her curls, I was like, oh, maybe that's Alora Dannon. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is that the prophecy, you know, said that, I guess a new prophecy happened that it was like, oh, if Alora gets power, then it will bring, like, 
destruction. So, I don't. It's like a contradicting that, prophecy to the first one. The first five minutes of that movie was all exposition, and I was just like bored. I was like, okay, I guess it's. I mean, this is what they came up with for the show to exist, so whatever. Right. But because of it, they had to put her in hiding, and she grew up not knowing who she was. Right. So then, of course, you're going to watch it being like, oh, is that Alora? Is that Alora? Is that Alora? And if you remember the first movie, you know that she has really prominent um, like strawberry. auburn curls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first character we see has really prominent auburn curls, and uh, it's not her. No, it's and not. It's. I was kind of bummed out by that. So was I. So was Eddie. We were yeah, both. Alora's blonde. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, here's the thing. Guys, they decided to make Alora like this. This is no offense, but like she is like the most unremarkable actress <laughs> imaginable. Uh, she's a muffin Classic, girl, classically she, beautiful. Yeah, she's very she's a, she's like Almost lovesick like for Eric. She's boy crazy, right? Boy for crazy. this one kid, and she's the chosen one. And it's so annoying because a it would have been way better if we made this girl Jade a lesbian, a fighter, you know. Mm-hmm. Alora Dannon, but no, let's let's give like this milk toast girl the powers. <laughs> Sorry, I, this is sounding so offensive. I'm not trying to offend her. It's not. It's not her fault. Like it's, it just. Yeah. Seemed, it was just like I was just kind of a little let because it's just like why then why give us this why give us this redhead? <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I mean? Right. Is she just like there to throw us off the scent? But why? But, the, the review but happened why? in the end of the first episode. At, at the end of the first episode, yeah. So, so it's not even like this is like it wasn't even like a good reveal because like obviously if this was a more competent show and you were gonna make that twist that like Muffin Girl is a Laura Dannon all along, that's mm-hmm. something that would have been revealed like later on where we've already like kind of as audience built this assumption of being like, well, clearly the one they're looking for is uh is Jade. They just don't know it. And yep. uh and no, instead it's 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 a muffin girl who is. I keep calling her muffin girl because she she, she was. This ringing true that nickname. Dovey, uh, I think was her name. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, cool lesbians, you know, love stories. I just nothing was grabbing my interest. The only thing that was was that character. I was like, oh, she would make it an interesting Laura. And then when it wasn't her, I was like, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> Me, I, I, I think that's exactly the same way. I, I, you see the red hair. You see her give the kiss to the girl. I'm just like, oh, wow, Disney's really taking making a Laura Dan and a lesbian. I love it. Yeah, I'm here for it. And it's just like, no, she's not though. She's not. No, she's Laura the Dan. boy crazy one. She's this, yeah, you that's know, a Laura blonde. <laughs> and then we eventually meet Willow. We find Willow at the end of the first episode too. Uh, and I'm just like. He's so cranky for the rest of the show, and it's kind of annoying. Yeah. And One note still. Basically. I think this note is even more sour because he's just, like, ang- like just cranky throughout the, <laughs> the, the entirety. Uh, episode two, we get a flashback to Willow seeing Alora Dannon as she's a little older. And this 
drove me you you must remember this right when he, he's he's like oh, you used to have such beautiful auburn hair she's like oh i know they they put like stuff in it to make it blonde i'm just like you fucking why would you fucking like i'm yeah this, that's I, the I, was, I think i was just so mad i kind of stopped watching it for like three days and yeah. i was just like i need to get through one more episode for this podcast but i was just yeah, like because even like the mark on her is hidden by magic so yeah. like that's the explanation i was really hoping that that was like a fake out the first episode that she was not going to be a laura dannon but no she is a laura dannon by the end of third season episode she is a Lord Dannon yeah. and I'm just like bored out of my mind. Yeah. And just it's, it's, it's that's it. That's all I can say, guys. This is like just not a I, I really don't have much to add to that either. And the only thing I can <laughs> that I'm thinking of now is like, you know, we're getting all these new like continuations of properties that we love. And we're like, oh, let's visit it 10, 20, whatever years down the road. Like, this is a thing that we're getting now. And it really begs the question, like, not everything. Does everything need this? Right. Like, is the Willow franchise, because I'm assuming that there must have been other medias in the last 35 years, like books, graphic novels, fan fictions, whatever it may have you. That imaginary book that I've been talking about. And, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why you thought it was a book. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, how much is, is Willow benefiting from this? You know, is this adding to the lore at all? Because a lot of times, too, or at least some of the time, Things can take away from it. You know, it can actually kill a legacy. It can kill a story the mm-hmm. more you kind of add to it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, it's a trend. And in a lot of ways, it's great because a lot of people were in this position now where we're like, oh, we can do this and we can revisit these properties and we can expand upon certain ideas. You know, we can tweak things like Cobra Kai is such a perfect example. Cobra but Kai's ever a great since example, Cobra yeah. Kai, Cobra Kai showed people that. We could do it, and now everyone's fucking doing it, and not everyone has to. And it sucks because, you know, ideally, Willow being a fantasy series, it does make sense. And yet, if you really look at the story, you know, it's kind of like it was open and shut in the first movie. Like, the first five minutes of the Willow series really shows just how much they had to, like, pretty much retell the first movie in order for this to exist. Mm -hmm. There was not a natural opening to this story. Right. No, I would Um, agree. So it's just, again, though, I admit that I, this is not my genre. This is not my movie. This is not, I, I did not enjoy myself. And um, look, this is a hard week for me. <laughs> I am someone who does enjoy like teen dramas. Like give me a nice CW show. This one was, it technically had all the trappings of like a CW show, right? It just had oh, none yeah. of the, it just had none of the, I don't know, risqueness. Oof. No, Maybe. yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of, like, look at Wednesday, right? Another perfect example of a show that's, like, very CW uh, and decided to just go with it. This show, if you're going to give me a, a teen, a teen show, like, give me, I don't know, like, I, I think maybe it's just, like, maybe fantasy just doesn't go with teen, teens and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's not, like, that kind of, I don't know. Oh, Harry Potter is fantasy, though, so I guess that's not necessarily true. But I think it was in a school. Yeah, yeah, there's that. I think the show just had a lot of different things it was trying to do, and that it ended up, because of that, not doing certain things pretty well. Yeah, there's Um, one character who I want to like. Kit, the princess. I want to like her, right? I think she has the trappings of someone I should be rooting for. She's queer. She's non-gender conforming. Actually, she's beautiful, right? And yet, right. I find myself just not caring. 
<laughs> yeah, because also like her big thing in the beginning is like, oh, my friend who I'm dancing with, the friend says I'm going to go off and do something that I have to do for my life, but that means I have to leave you. And then she like proceeds to act like a friggin' baby. Yeah. And then like humiliate herself and her future husband and her friend uh-huh. at the dance. You know, it's just like, well, why should I sympathize with you when you're being a baby? Right. Like, and off. they're going on this adventure to like save Eric, the brother, but I don't care for him. <laughs> yeah, he like actually looks like though the child of Joanne Wiley and Val Kilmer. Like I believe him as Val Kilmer's son. Oh, I could see that. Uh, no, nah, maybe I don't. But do you think Val Kilmer? I haven't seen past episode three. Do you think he'll show up? No, I don't. I mean, yeah. he can't. Like, what is? What would he do? Just stand there? Maybe like as a corpse. <laughs> oh my gosh you know who does show up is christian slater christian slater is in this one when yeah. i don't know what episode exactly but i know that he shows up and he's like a friend of mad martigan and like eric the guy who the son is named after. Interesting. Uh, from the first movie. But we never saw him in the first movie. No. He was, but he was there. Well, uh, I, <laughs> um, so. I actually do like um, Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. I think he's gotten so much hotter as he's gotten older. Yeah, age looks good on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it's him his in... voice, though. Something about his voice. I've never been able to like really respond to him as an actor. He has like an annoying voice. It's very like almost nasally. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. I don't but know. He Maybe was, it's the fluctuation. Yeah, I don't know. He was. I think he was so sexy in uh, this show that I was watching, the uh, Doctor Doctor Death. Okay. He, like, oh, is, about the real doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, eesh. starring Joshua he's, Jackson. He's sexy. <laughs> oh, he wasn't uh, Doctor Death. He was the one oh, bringing okay. down Doctor Death. Nice, sexy. So that makes him like much even sexier. Although Joshua Jackson, yeah, as the Doctor Death, I thought was sexy too. Damn. <laughs> so, Got my priorities straight. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Last thing I want to complain about this show is just to have this character Borman, who is a bore. So that's it. <laughs> Appropriately named, at least. Yeah. Uh, no, this show is just. I don't know. It's just not. It's yeah. a. It's a rough watch, and I did try. Like it just reminds me of that '90s show where it's just like, what is it about? Like, what is it? Why do these two why? miss? No, but like what makes them like mm. not jive, right? Because I'm with much more forgiving of like a show like uh, Velma, right? Like where that one was like very different than the original. Technically yeah. speaking, like these two properties are big divergence from their original, their, their source material. So Willow is this very, very, not poignant story. It's this very, very specific story about this young man named Willow who's going on an adventure. This show is about this group of teenagers and their love lives and their drama going on an adventure to save a character I don't care for, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that 90s show is, I guess the same premise was the same. I guess it just felt like such a Disney Channel show that it almost felt like a different genre altogether than the original show. So I just like, I'm just wondering, it's just like, what is it about these, what is it about these two that just like make them, in my opinion, I don't know, this mm. off-putting. Mm, true, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people nowadays too, when they have these properties that 
you know, it's like they're revisiting these old properties that they love in new ways. I think people really do just want the same thing, you know, regurgitated back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when things kind of veer off into new territory, you're really taking a risk here because people have expect this, you know, familiarity. So when mm-hmm. you're presenting them something really, really new, there is no familiarity. Yeah. And that throws them off. But, you know, for people, okay, like, we don't respond that way to Willow. So for us, you know, who have no expectations at all, I guess it's just like, it, it, <laughs> well, we're, <laughs> we might not be the ideal people here because, you know, we, we just weren't going to be happy with anything presented, I think, to us. No, I but was maybe, open-minded. Okay. Well, I was, I was. I went in this completely open-minded uh, as I tried to do for the things we cover on this podcast. Like, I did. I came in there saying, it's just like, all right, maybe, uh, you know, maybe this will be good. But it was also, I had this one issue with the show. This is like an actual technical issue. It was shot really dark at times. It was like just completely underlit where it was distracting. And mm, like in the castles or something? Like in the castles, in the exterior shots. And then the other thing is they had this weird, uh, not overlay, what is it? Uh, color grading at times that was all over the place for scenes, mm, right? Where you could tell that they were shot at different times of day. And it was, uh, again, that from a technical point of view as I'm watching it, it just felt like yeah. amateurish. Oh, yeah. And very distracting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. I Maybe I didn't notice that. But I watched it in, like, my TV in my room. So I don't think <laughs> so I So not even... the good TV. <laughs> not the good TV, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also think Disney Plus is just turning out way too many of these. You know, there's so many that we haven't even, like, done. We haven't done National Treasure. We haven't done, like, Turner and Hooch. They're just, like, revisiting so many of their classic properties. I think that's going to and... stop now that... Bob Igor is back. Bob Iger? Oh, Bob, Bob Iger, yeah. I think he's putting... Because uh, I think they lost... They had a pretty big financial loss. Uh, yeah, they were cranking them out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, smart, actually. I think they're going to like focus on like the Mandalorian. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Star Wars. Just Star Wars. Uh, well, you know, and good Marvel, Star Wars. Hopefully not Boba Fett, yeah. because that was... Mm. I, I yeah. gave up after two episodes on that one. Jeez. All right. Well, I think we should we should stop ranting right now about Willow and maybe turn it over to you guys. You know, if you have any thoughts about Willow, I mean, I'm sorry if we disappointed you this episode or if you completely agreed with us this episode, let us know your thoughts by reaching out to us, RemakesRebootsRevivals at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at RemakesRebootsRevivals, on Twitter at RemakesPodcast. You can find us via YouTube and Facebook by searching for RemakesRebootsRevivals. And if you have any thoughts you'd like to share or like to rate, this podcast, please find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a rating. And if you're able to leave us a review, please do. We love mm-hmm. hearing from you guys. That um, we do. Yeah, and I think that's that's most of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just well, that's the it. Val Kilmer thing. But yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. You going right, to watch guys. anything? Uh, tonight or what? In general, I guess. Maybe maybe I'll watch related. a Torchy Blaine movie. They're they're like an hour long too, which is why I love them. So. Is that even a movie? Yeah. Well, the last one was called Fly Away Baby. The first one was called Smart Blonde. Uh-huh. The next one I think is like uh, like Blondes in Paradise or something because she's oh, blonde. Okay. So, Got it. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna watch anything? The Super Bowl this weekend. 
Oh, you watch that? Yes. Are you I watching do. it for Rihanna? Um, a little bit. <laughs> I'm okay. actually very excited to see what Rihanna's going to pull out. Uh, of her bag, yeah. It's been a while. So. It's just, I think her first live performance in like almost a decade. Almost, yeah. Wow, it's been it's been a long time. So. I mean, uh, hopefully she's not doing like ballads. Yeah, yeah. Like hopefully I didn't care for that. Like... I didn't care for that. What kind of song? Oh, I yeah. I didn't even. No, nope. yeah. that was her Don't big like. It. That was her first like two singles. First two singles since she has stopped doing music. But she's a billionaire now, so she doesn't need to do this. She doesn't need to. Yeah, she does it. Did you rewatch Wakanda Forever? I haven't rewatched. Uh, why would I re? I have no, des- no, not no desire. I have no, no plans to rewatch it. it. I liked it. it. I'm not a rewatcher. I haven't even rewatched the Batman. We did see everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you like it? Loved it. I thought it was great. It it is very very good. I'm glad you saw it finally. Yes, I mean it's finally streaming on Showtime, guys. So if you yeah, haven't seen it, check why. it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's surprisingly by the end you're like, oh my gosh, wow. So yeah, that's it. Love the message. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll stop chatting now. <laughs> I went all over the place with this episode. So until next time, stay, stay an original. original.